Welcome to the Christian Center's Sermon of the Week. The church is a family. I believe it's people coming together, loving one another, praying for one another, serving one another, and forgiving one another. It's a place where we can be ourselves, we can be vulnerable, where we can celebrate life together, but also cry together, so that we can all grow in Christ together. Because the mission is Jesus, the vision is Jesus. Everything is about Jesus, and everything needs to point back to Jesus. We don't do anything but for His glory. And that's what makes me pumped. And unfortunately, guys, you know, the unfortunate thing about the church today is that we don't see that around. And I'm not talking about specifically Christian Center, but I'm talking about globally. Church has kind of lost its mission. We've become so focused on ourselves, and we've made it about me, you and I. It's about me, me, me. And I think that's one of the biggest issues today is the fact that we made it more about us than about him. We've taken, uh, we've taken our eyes off him when it's ultimately about him. And I think it's time that we made it about him again. So this is what I really want to focus on today is bringing it back to Jesus. Understanding why do we gather here every Sunday? Is it just because we come listen to some songs? Hashtag youth band. Or listen to someone talk on the stage and then we go home? Or do we actually live a life in community? Do we actually live life together? Do we experience life together? My question to you is, besides the people that you walk through those doors with, how many people do you actually know personally? Obviously, you can't know everybody, but how many people have you gone out of your way to meet so that we can become a family? Um, But how do we get there? Where we are able to have church as a family, where can we build a community? How can we get there where we can just love one another? So in Matthew 22, verse 36 to 40, The disciples asked Jesus, Teacher, what is the greatest commandment? And Jesus replied, To love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest command. And the second is like it, to love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and prophets hang on these two commands. Now the number one, the first thing that we realize there is that Jesus was telling his disciples to love God. That's the most important one. We cannot begin to live our Christian life without Jesus. The secret to the Christian life is to know who we are in Christ. Because this is not just about rules and regulations, but this is about a relationship. And when we finally begin to understand that relationship with Jesus, we finally motivated to be the better person. We finally motivated to become like Christ, right? Because the goal of God is not just to make Christians happy, happy, clappy, but it's actually to make us holy become obedient to him and to everything that he's asked us to do you know a lot of young people ask me it's like how how do i give this up how do i how do i overcome this addiction or this thing that i'm struggling with and i always point him to jesus because he's the one that changes our hearts it's our relationship with him that makes us understand that motivates us to want to give everything behind it's crazy that people will give up their whole lives to say to serve a savior but when you experience the love of god you finally need to understand why. And it's through that relationship with Jesus that we're able to let go of those things. Because just trying to change your mind, it's like, okay, today I'm going to behave. It's not really going to work if your heart doesn't change. God needs to impact your heart. Jesus is the way we do that. Knowing who we are in Christ is how we live our Christian life. In John 15, Jesus says, I am the true vine and my father is the gardener. 
He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, while everything that does bear fruit, he prunes so that it will be more fruitful. You are already clean because of the word I have spoken over you. Remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine and you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Nothing, guys. When last did we just go to Jesus and spend time with him without any agendas, without hoping for this blessing? When last did we just sit at the feet of Jesus and just want to spend time with him? Because we've lost it. We've lost the plot a bit. And Jesus is saying, Laurent, the church needs to be drawn back to me. Because I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. When the church is on, on the foundation of Jesus, you guys will see a church explode. You'll, be see, you'll see disciples formed. You'll see, the, you'll, you'll see the people in this church want to go into the world and to spread the gospel, to be the light that we are called to be. We aren't just called to come here, sit in our seats, listen to some songs, hear someone preach, and then go home. We're called to be the light. We're called to be a city on a hill. But we can only get to that place if we start with Jesus. The only way we can get the confidence, the boldness that we need is through Jesus. We have to stay connected to the source. It says we can do nothing apart from him. We have to diligently seek him in everything that we do in the word, in prayer, and in worship. And I don't just mean music, but I mean to honor God in everything that you do. Everything. God's taught me to honor him in my sport. I love sport, for those of you who don't know me. I love playing soccer. And God is, I've, I've had times when I've worshipped God while I'm running. I know that sounds crazy, but worship isn't just about music. It's actually a lifestyle. So we've got to realize that when we sing songs, it's not technically worship, it's where's your heart at? Is your heart postured towards Jesus? And when we understand that this is a heart attitude, but not physical action, we'll understand that Jesus is the source. Um... The only way our light shines, the only way, sorry, the only way our light shines is by Jesus shining in us. And this is the most important relationship we can ever have. I'm just going to make a quick analogy. So this is a cell phone, right? Everybody knows what a cell phone is? Yep. There you go. Thank you. Thank you. It's a mobile, sorry, it's a mobile device. We don't say that in the 21st century. <laughs> I'm joking. So this is a cell phone, right? And when this phone's got power, it, when, when the battery's on, you can, do, you can message people, you can call people, you can do video calls, you can download apps where you can keep connected with people around the world, you can play music, you can watch movies off of this thing. It's awesome, right? It's like everybody, most people have a cell phone. But once the battery dies, it's useless, right? You can spend 20,000 Rand on a cell phone. If that battery dies and you have no, nothing to charge it with, it's useless. Do you agree? It can literally do nothing. You might as well just throw it against the wall or throw it away, or burn it, I don't know. And that's the same when we are not connected to the source. When, when, when we are not plugged into Jesus, we can have all the potential to be a great disciple, but we'll get nowhere because we don't have Jesus as the source. And we've got to make it about Jesus. You guys are going to hear me say Jesus a lot. Because I want people to understand that it's about Him. It's always been about Him. Then in the second part of the scripture, it says loving to love your neighbor as you love yourself now this is a big one because as a christian we can't have this relationship without having this relationship we can't say i love god so much but we don't love people we don't show people kindness 
And Paul in the book of Corinthians addresses this. He says in um, Corinthians, 1 Corinthians 13, verse 1 to 3, he says, If I speak in the tongues of men or of angels, but do not have love, I'm only a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have a faith that can move mountains but do not have love, I am nothing. If I give all I possess to the poor and give over my body to hardships that I may boast but do not have love, I gain nothing. And too many Christians that do everything but love gain nothing. And that's what we see a lot today. Guys, being a Christian is practical. We have faith with a step. We can't just say we have faith and sit still. To be a Christian is to love, despite how the other person treats you. It's not about how other people treat us, but it's actually about how we experience God's love and how God's love changed us. And then Paul goes on in verse 4 and says, What is love? Love is patient and love is kind. It does not envy and it does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, it always trusts, it always hopes, and it always perseveres. Because we have experienced God's love, compassion, and mercy, we are now in the position to say that, show that same love, compassion, and mercy to other people. Because it's hard to love people sometimes, especially when they treat you wrong. Am I right? It's hard. When people reject you, when people say ugly things about you, but they're your neighbor. And this is a command from God to love our neighbors. And it goes back to what I said in the beginning. If Jesus is not your source, you'll never be able to get there. It's going to be but empty words. It's going to be but empty actions if Jesus is not the source. I remember a guy once said that religion is practicing the rules of Christianity without the connection to God. And that's what we see a lot in today is a lot of Christians practicing the rules, following the commands, but have no relationship with Jesus. So let's get back to the basics. Because the basics are actually a lot deeper than we think. And so let us become a church where we put pride and selfish ambition aside and where we learn to love, to serve, and to forgive and live life together. Let's make Jesus the focus and share, the world, share with the world what he has done for us. Then we will become a church that produces disciples because the vision is Jesus. And this is the ultimate thing and this is what's going to build family is when we finally begin to understand we need to love God and we need to love people. But that only comes with our relationship with Jesus. And this, is the, and this is the big message that God's been speaking to me about because we have to come back to the root, guys. We have to. It's not just some casual thing, but we've got to realize, we've got to test our hearts and we've got to see and inspect our own hearts and ask, man, am I loving people? What is church about? Am I representing Jesus in my workplace, in my school? Are they seeing the light? Not just when we come to church and we put on our, our masks, because that's what a lot of people do. And at youth, I always tell people, guys, this is a safe place. This is a place where you can be vulnerable. It's not about perfection, because we serve someone that's perfect. We don't have to be perfect. That's the power of the cross. That's the power of Jesus. When we give our lives over to him, when we surrender our lives to him. And it's powerful, guys. It's powerful. Let us go back to the basics. Let us sit at the feet of Jesus and just honor him, worship him without any agendas. Because the world will offer you a lot of things. The world might look tempting. 
But the, devil, but the Bible says that the devil's come to kill, steal, and destroy. He's come to destroy your life. But Jesus has come to give us life and to give us life abundantly. And Jesus has completely shifted and changed my life. Absolutely. He's changed my life completely. And there was a scripture that I read a couple of months ago that I felt strongly that I had to share today. Because I feel like a lot of people are feeling heavy-hearted. I feel like a lot of people are feeling burdened because of everything that's been happening in the world with COVID the last two years. Family members have died. Friends have died. We've lost people. We've lost jobs. And there's all these different crazy things going on around the world. And we feel like there's no escape. We feel like we can't get out of this. And in, early in the year, I was feeling like quite overwhelmed, overworked. I felt, a little of a, I felt a little bit of a burnout. And I read the scripture in Matthew 11, verse 28, where Jesus says, Come to me, those who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. And when I read that scripture, I just felt this peace of God. Because I realized that my strength doesn't come from me. It actually comes from him. And like when I diligently seek him, when I, when I understand what Jesus is saying to his, to his disciples when he says to love your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind, that I finally begin to understand that rest is found in him because Jesus is on top. And Jesus is who I look to in times of trouble. And I feel like there's a lot of people sitting here today, maybe one, that's been feeling weary and burdened. And I'm going to call the band up in just a bit, not yet, in just a bit. There's a song called I Speak Jesus. And I really just want people, I want to, we, want to, we want to kind of give time for people to just speak to Jesus again. Because you don't need some program to encounter God. We just need his presence and his presence is here. The Holy Spirit lives inside of us. So when Jesus left, he left the Holy Spirit with us. He's with us wherever we go. That's why the church is not a building, but it's a people. A people with the same mission and the same vision. That's why we can never just, we can't isolate the church to this, to this building. Church is every day. It's wherever you are. And we finally get that revelation, guys. When we finally understand that when Jesus is the foundation, it's a solid rock. That when life comes at you, when things are hard, you'll find rest because you know him personally and intimately. Okay, the band can come up so long. And I felt like I just wanted to share this, that like I said, I was a very arrogant, selfish, self-absorbent person. I don't even know if that word made sense. But I was a very selfish guy. It was all about Laron. It was all about me. And I struggled in life. I had so much insecurities. Family, my family was quite disconnected. And I had a lot of questions for God. Because growing up, I always thought that God was this high and lofty God. That Christianity was just about people coming to a, a service like this, sitting, singing some songs, listening to the guy preach, and then they go home, and that was it. I never understood or even thought about the idea that Jesus was actually having, being with Jesus is actually having a relationship with him. Because I was never taught that. But I realized that when I encountered God, I encountered love. 
Love that never fails. Love that is kind, that is compassionate, that is graceful. And then I finally understood why Jesus died on the cross for me. Because despite all the decisions I made, despite everything that I did in my life, Jesus was there. And he was Emmanuel because God is with us. And he saved my life. He saved my life from myself. He gave me eternity. He gave me a love that I never had to fight for because he was always there. And because of the work that Jesus has done in my life, he's changed my life completely. Completely. Where I can confidently say that I'm able to love people without expectations back because I first started to pursue God. In fact, he started to pursue me. And to love God and to love people has to be our mission. And I know there are people in this auditorium that are seeking Jesus. That they are craving that this, this spiritual hunger. Jesus says, I am the bread of life. I am the bread of life. Because he's the only one that's going to... Thank you. Because he's the only one that's going to fulfill that spiritual hunger inside of your heart. No friends, no family, no girl or guy can ever fulfill that in your heart. Nobody. Nothing. Only Jesus. And Jesus is inviting you to be a part of this family. To be a part of a kingdom family of people that pursue Jesus obsessively, ultimately. Because the vision is Him. The vision is Jesus. And you can find peace in Him. That despite your circumstances, He can save your life. He's the way, He's the truth, and He's the life. And I believe that. So can we all just stand? You know, the Bible says that those who confess with their lips and believe in their hearts that I am Lord will be saved. It's not just about speaking words, but it's about heart. It's about having the faith in your heart to understand that man, Jesus came and he died for my sins without you having to do anything because he's personal. So I don't know if there's anybody here that maybe never given their life to Jesus, but we want to give you the opportunity to receive Jesus. So you can just raise your hand. We can pray a prayer. After I pray this prayer, I'm going to hand over to the band. And like I said, the song is called I Speak Jesus. And like I said, I know people have been going through a lot of things this year. But I want you guys to give it to Jesus. I want you guys to, be, I want you guys to make Jesus the foundation of everything. That you, that everything. To give everything up to Him so that you can live a life of fulfillment. You can live life in abundance. Let's close our eyes. Thank you, Jesus, for family. And Lord, I just pray, Lord, if there's anyone in this auditorium, Lord, that wants to give their lives to you, Jesus. I pray, Lord, that you prompt them, Lord. I pray, Lord, that you speak into their hearts, Lord, because you're the only one that can draw us. 
And I pray, Lord, that people will know you today. If there's anybody here that doesn't know you, Lord, I pray that they can know you today intimately, Father, because you are the way. And I pray, Lord, that people in this church will know that they are loved, they are accepted. Father, that you have the empathy to meet us where we're at, but you have the authority to take us where we need to go. And that's eternal life. Thank you for being Emmanuel. Thank you that you're with us. Thank you, Lord, that you never leave us and you never forsake us. You are King, Lord. You are King. And we honor you today, Jesus. In your name. Amen.